Welcome, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back to a year of grace. It's Shannon. You're something new. Podcaster and happy, happy, happy Texas girl because our last episode together has been a record setter. Oh my word, y'all. I am beyond thankful. And I have such hopes about episode 12 today because the focus for today is expanding upon the concepts that we have learned over the last two or three visits together. Remember our text verse for the year? Do you remember Psalm 67 verses 1 and 2? If you do, that is wonderful. But if you don't, that is just fine too. Maybe you're brand new. Maybe you are joining us for the very first time. One thing that would be awesome that we could do if we were all together, like I want us to be, all together in one room, in a chapel. I love to teach Bible study in a chapel, a little small chapel, or in a church. Teaching Bible study to groups of women in a church is a glorious feeling and such a blessing for me from the Lord. We could be at La Madeline. We could be in a library in a quiet room together. We could be out to lunch having some delicious Tex-Mex, some Mikosina. Oh, and we could gather under the trees with a soft breeze and we could study together. We truly could be anywhere. I would love it if we were all together. But even if you don't have your Bible, do not worry because I will be reading aloud today. Now, many times as I was growing up in a Southern Baptist church, the most glorious part of the beginning of church for me always was that moment when those who were new, who were visiting, remained seated while the rest of us stood to greet them. The glorious feeling of seeing new folks visiting the church. It is still a feeling that makes me feel the Lord's happiness and his blessing. I love men in suits at church. I know how rare it is. I will happily settle for a nice sports coat or a blazer and slacks. I know how rare that is. I will happily settle for khakis and a short sleeve dress shirt. And in fact, y'all, I will happily settle for jeans or shorts. I love the majesty of going to church and seeing men in suits shaking hands with one another. I love seeing the other young moms who, just like I did with Megan, 
helped their littles greet their friends at church. We had the sweetest role model of that at church when my girl was little. This mama took her two around to all their friends from pre-K at the church and neighboring schools. And so we would greet Annie and we would greet Mikey every week. And Megan learned how to casually greet friends. Women typically hug and compliment one another on their outfits, ask questions about the week or prayer requests, talk about getting together for tennis or painting class, and men shake hands. It's wonderful. If we were all together and you were brand new today, I would welcome you. I would welcome you. I would have found out a little bit about you beforehand. We would have hugged and possibly prayed together. I would have come from the front of the church or the chapel. I would have greeted you with a hug. I'm delighted that you are here. I'm delighted that each one of you are here. It is glorious. It is glorious to gather together and learn more of God's grace his comfort, his provision, his protection, and his love for all of us. All of us are his daughters. And in Psalm 67, verses 1 and 2, we learned the focus of our year of grace. Let me read from Psalm 67 for you. Verse 1 says, May God be gracious to us and bless us, And make his face shine upon us. Verse 2 goes on. That your ways may be known on earth. Your salvation among all nations. You'll remember that we have combined. We have joined. Connected. That text verse from the Old Testament book of Psalms with two strong passages found in the New Testament. We have spent a good bit of time together in both 2 Corinthians and Philippians. We've discussed conflict, relationship conflict, and we've learned from God's Word how to respond to that conflict The way we go about it, we learned from his scripture last time, is to adopt Christ's humility, his attitude, his servanthood. And we spoke at length about serving others. And that in that serving others, Christ is magnified. In that serving others... God's word becomes living to those around us who may not yet know him. Many of you, many of you have asked questions as I have touched on the topic of servanthood. Many of you want to know examples, specific examples of serving Others so that Christ might be magnified. 
so that his word may come to life. Today, what I want to do is share one example with you from my life about serving and the outcome being one in which the magnitude of God's love acted as a blanket, as an embrace, as a shield for my family at a time of such sorrow. We serve one another in love for him. Now, y'all, when I return in just a quick moment, I will start immediately with that example. Y'all stay with me. I will be right back. Hi, this is Meg, and you are listening to A Year of Grace by the Something New Podcaster. She'll be right back after this short break. right away with the example of servanthood that I shared with you. It comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5. We spent a lot of wonderful time together last time, literally getting to know and understand this verse. Let me share it with you now in case you weren't with us last time. It's impossible to tell you the glory that comes from this verse for Christ's sake in the world. Let me share. For we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your servants for Jesus's sake. We do not preach ourselves. That means We do not trumpet ourselves, herald ourselves. We do not jump up and down and announce ourselves. We do not because of Christ. We do not preach ourselves, but think of it as, but rather Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves. Many of you, I know, remember how much time we were able to spend together on the concept of being a servant and ourselves as your servants for Jesus's sake. The ones of you who have expressed how never in a million years could you podcast a Bible study, how never in a million years would you want to teach a Bible study, would you want to learn and write and study God's word to share it. I totally understand. It is simply one gift from God. Remember, we are all gifted by God to serve the body. The body, our fellow sisters. We are all called by God, blessed by God, graced by God to serve one another in love, in Love. If your gift or calling isn't teaching, encouraging, exhorting, writing, that is perfectly fine. Perhaps you have a gift of a 
willingness to go forth and serve others in missions, in missions around the world to bring the gospel, to bring the good news of our salvation through Christ to the world. I'm beyond thankful that I don't have that call. I don't, I don't want that call. I don't feel capable on any level of achieving what it would take to have that call. Perhaps you're in a ministry of works and you are constantly at the church in your community serving, breaking down buildings, building new buildings, moving everything around so that the congregation is better served. My papa had that gift. My papa, a retired Dallas firefighter, a farmer, a a wonderful servant of the Lord, a deacon in his church, a powerful example of a man who's following the Lord. I couldn't have done what my papa did. I wouldn't want to do what my papa did. I have no capacity to serve the Lord in that way. My papa was always serving in that way, not just in the church, in our family, in his community. Everybody has a role to play. Every one of us has a call. Every one of us has a gift. Each one of us, however, can learn this particular gift, a gift of service. It's a gift and a grace from the Lord that we all have access to at all times. When I was growing up, y'all remember me sharing about spending so much time with my mama and my papa, both when they lived in town and when they lived out on their farm. And I learned service from each of them. I learned it watching them. I learned it being in the church with them. There's always a way to serve. If you have a willing heart and spirit, there's always a way to show God's word, to show Christ to those around you. I've shared it many times that my younger brother and my just a little bit younger than my brother cousin and I grew up together, and we truly did. The three of us were inseparable. Being blonde and being a brunette like my brother and cousin were, one was Bo and one was Luke Duke, if y'all remember the Dukes of Hazard show. So that left me as Daisy. And we were always having fun together out on the farm. My mom's youngest sister had a lot of difficulty conceiving a child and maintaining a pregnancy. A lot of difficulty. And it was a sad, sad time in our family as the three of us continued to grow up and she continued to struggle. We all celebrated 
her pregnancy with my cousin, Matthew. We all celebrated. We all rejoiced as she neared her due date with him. There probably hadn't been much more excitement than that in my family ever. And as the day of his birth approached, when she started to develop complications, we all were worried. I was quite young. The, the boys were young. We all worried. Everyone was concerned. Matthew was in a lot of distress, which probably the doctors didn't understand at that time. And shortly after he was born, he passed away. And I remember the shock that I felt to wake up to that news the next morning. My mom and papa were staying with us. And I could hear weeping. And my mom came into my room to tell me, and she had been devastated. Her face was broken. She was so sad. I immediately started crying at seeing her face. Just seeing her walk from the doorway to my bed. And I broke down completely. After Matthew, my aunt had more trouble conceiving. But we rejoiced mightily when my sweet little cousin Meredith was conceived and carried and delivered. And y'all, that little sweetheart had us all wrapped around her finger. We adored her. I especially adored her because she was another girl and we were close. We were always together. I was always holding her, feeding her, carrying her. As she grew up, she would always sit next to me. I would always watch over her. I remember when the chief and I were just dating and she would want to sit next to the two of us and we would be a three happy table and everybody else could sit by themselves. <laughs> she was so happy to be with us. We would go out on dates and go ice skating or go out to eat. We would take her along. We would go see my mama and papa and take her along. Always together. It was easy to serve her. She was, she was bright and shiny, and I adored her. And it was very, very easy to serve. It was easy to serve my aunt by providing my sweet little cousin with a bit of a diversion or a break. It's hard being a young mama. <laughs> it's tiring being a young mama. And sometimes that little break can be so invigorating. Now, as my sweet cousin grew, we were all delighted when she was accepted to college. And we rejoiced about that. She went to the college she most wanted to attend. And we were thrilled. As the holidays began to approach... We had a great, great, great shock and loss in our family. As my sweet cousin was coming home from college, she was in an automobile accident and she died. I remember the chief calling me. I was actually at Walgreens 
I was buying stocking stuffers for Megan. I only had a cell phone at that time because it was required that all parents provide a number where they can constantly be reached by her pre-K-4 preschool class at our church. And when my phone rang, it was in my purse, but I knew. I knew something was terribly wrong. And I remember in the aisle, just turning my cart around and walking straight to the front. Even before I answered the phone, I made eye contact with the checkout cashier and mouthed the words to her, I'm so sorry, I have to go. And I remember her look and her understanding and the, the hand motion she made to say, it's okay. I'll take care of the card. It's okay. I was already crying when the chief told me that she hadn't made it through the accident. I was sobbing. He told me he had warned Megan that mommy would be home soon and would be sad, but that we were going to help her and she was going to be okay. The days that followed provided our family with so many opportunities to serve. My aunt and my uncle didn't return home that day. They both went to the airport. They both went to Southwest Airlines here in Dallas, which held a plane for them so that they could go and fly to where their child was. No one in our family could seem to comprehend the great shock. But my mom, my aunt, my mama and I met the next day at their home before they were able to return home. One brought food because surely there were going to be so many guests. One brought paper products of all kinds. One brought flowers to freshen up each room of the house and to show our support in their loss. When I arrived, the first thing that struck me was in not knowing that they were leaving town on that journey. Their house was a little untidy in places, just like all of our homes are. In fact, if you rang my bell right now, <laughs> you would think, okay, this is untidy, my Texas girl. And it truly is. And theirs was too. I thought the best way I could serve them was to start cleaning. Clean things up, freshen things up, go through room by room, and help get things back in order. By the time I was in their master bedroom and bathroom, cleaning their bathroom, my mom, my aunt, and my mama found me. And not one of them could believe what I was actually doing. What I was doing, my mama. praised me, hugged me, said, my sweet girl, my sweet, sweet girl. She just kept saying it over and over and over. We can all find ways to serve without heralding ourselves, without trumpeting, without preaching ourselves. We ourselves are the Lord's servants. 
for Jesus's sake, we serve. Not to be recognized, not to be heralded. They had no idea where I was or what I was doing. They had been gathered in the kitchen. They were making lists and realized, what is that noise? What do we hear? And it was me. (laughs) It was me cleaning bathrooms. We all can serve. We all can serve. We can show Christ to those around us in our service. When I return, I'd like to share from chapter 4 of 2 Corinthians, the passage of treasures in jars of clay. Please stay with me as we continue to talk about service in just a minute. I'll be right back. Hi, this is The Chief, and you are listening to A Year of Grace by the Something New Podcaster. She'll be right back after this short break. Sweet dearies, as we move to conclude our time together today, let me share with you 2 Corinthians 4, verse 1. Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. As I was sharing with those of you who wanted specific examples, who don't feel they have a particular calling, purpose, or ministry. God's word clearly says, we do. You do. And so do I. Therefore, since through God's mercy, his mercy, his compassion, his ability to relieve our suffering, His mercy. Therefore, since we have God's mercy, we have this ministry. This ministry. Now, in the New Testament Greek, as we look at this word for ministry, you will not be surprised to know that it means labor, service, serviceable labor. It means showing compassion to those who have needs within the community. My aunt and uncle had needs. They had needs. They were grief-filled, unable to concentrate, unable to focus, racing to their child, filled with sorrow. They had needs. I I cannot tell you how many people descended upon their home to offer them mercy, love, compassion, food, so much food, so many flowers. Books and books were filled at my cousin's funeral at their church, the same church where the chief and I were married. Filled to the entire rafters for my sweet, precious cousin and my family. We were all able to give them the ministry 
of our help and our care and our service because having had God's mercy ourselves, we then do not lose heart. We don't give in to the trouble. He has blessed us. He has shown us such grace. We do not become exasperated by small difficulties. We don't become discouraged. Discouraged. We do not become defeated in spirit or action. We do not lose heart. If we can do nothing else to show God's love and his mercy, we can serve. Now, y'all, you know that I have been so blessed to share with you this story about my sweet cousin because it showcases not me, not my family. It showcases God's mercy, compassion, and love because of our service to others. There are more stories to share with you next time when we gather together. But I will save them for that day. Until that day, however, y'all know how much I adore you and how grateful I am for you. And now, for me in Texas, that's a wrap. See you next time. Bye for now.